Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio on... uh a quick return to winter. We've got some snow, some sleet, some rain. Uh, but we've got uh, a terrific show planned tonight. And this is a show that I've been looking to for a, for a while because uh, as we talk about uh, education and uh, uh, the benefits of college and uh, who should go where and what kind of careers are, are there afterwards, uh, we have a show tonight that is going to provide uh, uh, unlimited, nearly unlimited career opportunities uh, uh, with the veterans uh, uh, so, so much in demand uh, that we hope we're going to encourage uh, some folks to really take advantage of uh, Mike Sasso. That's his first time in uh, uh, from Cape Cod Community College. But uh, before we get uh, 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 with Mike... Uh, uh, one of our hosts, co-hosts, is uh, uh, on the COVID list. Uh, he's uh, out rowing somewhere, from, probably from uh, Boston yeah. to uh, to France, uh, as he as he would. Uh, Wolfie, are you out there, brother? Yeah, yeah, we're all ready. We're just watching a little bit of snow and stuff, getting ready to go for a row in the snow. I love that. It's my favorite thing, which shows why that I'm I fit right in with the show. I think rowing in the snow is a good idea. Yeah, so that makes me. It is. And 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 Wolfie, uh, you you you're down with uh, with COVID and just kind of staying away from us all. Uh, we uh, you know hope you, you you don't feel bad and you come back next week. But uh, I mean, yeah, you have we... a you have a couple of uh, uh, events coming up real soon. Uh, not not yeah. to forget the uh, uh, Veterans Voice drive through in a couple of weeks. But you've got some other projects you've been working on. Yeah, we've been really busy. The, the networking from the, in the show, as we talk about every week, is really, really working. So the snow roll, last year we brought, um, geez, you know what, I bet it was over 50 veterans and plus family members. We got free ride on the spectator boat for the snow row in Hull, which is actually the 42nd annual snow row. So it's 311, uh, March 11th. That's a, a Saturday, and the snow row is fun. You can get to either cheer... Wolfie and his family and Susan rowing, racing, or you can jeer. You can say a lot of it's a good chance to get even, Greg. And, I think this is can they throw snowball can they throw snowballs at you, Wolfie? Yeah. Yeah, just make sure that it's it's soaked in vodka and you can throw all the snowballs you want. Yep, yep, yep. I'm 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 sure we'll have a lot of participants looking to uh Looking to see you dodging, but uh, uh, you've you've uh, been making some progress, Wolfie. Now, when is the the snow row is going to be? March eleventh. Yeah, March eleventh, Saturday, <clears throat> and um, you go down to Pemberton Pier, which is you well know because you referee there all the time. It's by the high school. Yeah, all the way down the end of Hull. The very end, and Jimmy the very Richmond coldest be- point in America, next to Mount Washington. <laughs> La- last year, Wolfie, I think it was about thirty-seven below. With forty mile an hour winds, and uh, you, you know, you picked a great day for it last year. 
that's just to get even with all my friends. But but, but this is actually the big commuter boat, that big uh, catamaran commuter boat. So it's all this bars there and this heat and bathrooms and it's inside. And they, and the, it follows the race around. It's the big Higgum commuter boat. What, what do you yeah, call those Wolfie, things? Wolfie, I couldn't survive the walk to the boat. It was so cold last year. I had to turn around and run back to my car. I know, it's fun. But once you make it, there's polar bears that'll help you on. They escort you in with the seals, and you're fine. But the boat ride is safe and warm and dry. It's the big commuter boat. It's really fun. And there was, there was, you know what, I'm going to say 75 vets. It was quite a few. They refilled the whole first floor up, and uh, there's free snacks and, and cookies and, and uh, soups after the race. So it's really fun. It's good camaraderie, and it's beautiful to watch the race, all kind of wooden handmade boats. So it really is enjoyable. It's free for everybody. Wolfie? Yeah, just the veterans. Veteran and family free. The, uh, you, the you have to sign, do you have to sign up or can people just show up? You can just show up. It'd be good if you... if you. Um, no, my friends aren't smart enough to sign up. Just show up. Just show up. Yeah, Jimmy, <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if you just call so we know how many people are coming, but first of all, none of my friends can count over two, so that doesn't help. And second of all, I can't remember the number. I can't remember my own number, so no, just show up. Bring your wife, bring the kids, bring the grandkids. It's a fun day. It's a, it's a, you go off for about an hour or so. The race is about an hour. And um, and everyone comes back, and there's hot soups and, and hot drinks and all. It's it's fun on the beach. It's the old Coast Guard, uh, the first Coast Guard um, rescue boat station. So that's uh, on, on March 11th, but let's not forget that March 9th, just a couple of days before that, Wolfie is our... Uh, our monthly food drive to be held outside here at uh, 130 Enterprise Drive. And uh, as always, uh, you know, uh, with with your help and the Goon Squad, we're going to, you know, once again uh, pass out uh, four or 5,000 pounds of food. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's getting harder to get the food. I hate to say that, but that's getting to be a contest. So it's getting more precious. So come by and grab that food. It's it's not as easy to get as it was. It's um, I guess it's getting tough out there. And and now, Wolfie, uh, let's let's jump to your 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 car shows. We got some advanced uh, time for it, but uh, uh, looks like you got, we're 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 in discussions at having uh, the show return uh, to the month of June. Yep, yep, we're going to get it that uh, the second Sunday in June. I guess it's around the 11th or so. And we're going to have it on the redevelopment land, which you can see the ocean and the bay from the same side. There's nothing in the way. We're right on the water. And we can park as many cars as we want there. There's no limit. So that part's really good. And we already turned the car uh, show into a veteran resource fair that Greg gets that whole thing together. It's terrific. But Greg just got us hooked up. With REITs across America, as you know, we're on that radio show syndicated, and everybody was nice enough to hear us joke about that. I spent all afternoon on the computer registering the Hull Village Cemetery. Um, so we're going to make that a fundraiser for the REITs across America for the Hull Village Cemetery. That's quite, an, accompl it, quite an accomplishment, Wolfie. Uh, uh -huh. You know, we've been working on it for two or three months now. Oh, my gosh, it's so hard. And, and what paved the way was the, the Veteran Voice Radio, Greg, got us to be a um, sponsor group. So that means it's a key thing, so it just stays within the family. So it's really good. So you can go on the webpage, um, the Veteran Voice webpage. It's um, veteranvoicenetwork.org, um, and just pay the you know, click two buttons and pay it. And it, it goes directly to the Hull Village Cemetery. 
And Daly and Wanzer, which is the big famous trucking company around, you see the big trucks with the big green and red lettering, they picked up the Reese last year to take down to Bourne, and they were so excited with how much fun it was and what a big deal it is that they're going to get uh, probably drop them off in Bourne and then come up to Holland, drop the wreaths off. So we're going to have this huge parade. So I guess that's the third car show of the year. So on December 16th, we're going to have this huge parade with the fire and the police and the trucks and the disaster trailers and all the veteran voice cast of characters and um, through the town of Hull. And then we'll have the goon squad put on. We're figuring it's going to be um, over 800 wreaths. In the cemetery is going to be a, well over 600, and then we're going to make the Gold Star Mother's um, um, Monument look like Rockefeller Plaza, and then we're going to do all the veteran street signs that throughout the town, the squares, there's 130 of those, and then the big monument, we're going to dress that place up gorgeous when you first drive into Hull. That's where they have the um, Veteran Day services. So... The hull is going to look absolutely like like uh, the North Pole. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. Uh, to all listeners out there, the Quincy Cemetery, Bouchard, right across from the police station, I guarantee everybody notices as they drove by, you see these beautiful live green wreaths with a big red bow on it. It's, it's always attracted our attention. That's probably how we first knew about it. So if you remember going by there, how beautiful and lush that looks, that's what we're going to do in Howell. Yep, Wolfie, so and, and, and at this point, man, we got to uh, take our first break, Wolfie, but, uh, um, you know, we're going to get back to all these great projects you have. We... Uh, we're going to be talking about the Reach Across America program, but uh, uh, you'll be well and uh, avoid, and I'm sorry, COVID's going to be sorry they picked on you. Yeah, there's, it's poor Susan, so I just got exposed. But, you know, I get the sniffles, so I didn't come in. So so we still have the veteran coffee in Hull, and then we have the um, the recruit dinner. Yep, yep. Uh, that's, we got, Wolfie, we're, we're, we're running short here. We got to... Uh, we got to get going, but uh, uh, thanks. We got so many things going on. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk um, about them more as they're coming up. Wolfie, have a good night, brother. Okay, kid. Great job. Have a ball. All righty. Uh, take care. That was uh, none other than Craig Wolf out on uh, COVID assignment, and uh, uh, boy, once you wind him up, he's tough to uh, get him off the soapbox. But George, why don't we? Uh, Take this break here, and we'll return for the guest of the evening here that uh, is dying to get on the air. So, uh, Georgie, take it away, kid, and we'll be back after these messages. No, no question. Thanks, George. Uh, Greg Browser, your host of Veterans Voice Radio here with uh, uh, a, a new friend here on the, on the radio show. Uh, uh, fortunately... Uh, in my life as a basketball referee, I ended up uh, with one of his uh, 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 teachers at, 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 at college. But uh, lest I get carried away, let me introduce uh, Mike Sasso from Cape Cod Community College. Mike, thanks a lot for coming in tonight. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, and you survived Hurricane Wolfie. Sorry, took a lot <laughs> yeah. of uh, air out of the studio here. But uh, thanks good. so much for coming in on, on Not So Nice a Night here. I yeah, appreciate it. And uh, tell us, Mike, uh, what are you involved with, uh, uh, and, and why are you here at the show tonight? 
So um, as a representative of both the aviation industry and Cape Cod Community College, um, a longtime veteran of the aviation industry, spent the first 30-plus years of my life working on airplanes and a second-generation technician. Uh, my dad was a technician for over 20 years, so I have a passion for aviation and training the next generation of those technicians and getting them out in the workforce. Um, currently, right now, um, almost 70% of that workforce is at or beyond retirement age. Um, wow, the average, 70%. Yeah, the average age of a technician right now is somewhere around 57 years old. And by a technician, what, what what's your defini- definition of a technician as it, as it pertains to your work? So anybody who works on an airplane or works on the avionics or the materials that comprise an airplane and work on the safety related portions of that anything from the from the jet intake all the way back to the tailbone yep even the even the little prop guys at the ga airports the business aviation folks and then of course your big commercial airliners and then also representing our military sector uh there's a lot of military veterans out there who have trained have spent a lot of time serving this country turning a wrench on an airplane sure and never received the proper certifications to come out into the civilian world and then pick that career up and take a job to continue feeding their family after the military so they'd almost have to start over again if they wanted to begin a be, re-begin another career yeah so the the uh, up until september of last year the uh, fa had some pretty strict restrictions on how to get certificated in the civilian world and uh, as of this last year it's changed and uh, we can now take military experience and turn that into college credit and get them their certificates so they can get into the civilian wow. workforce huge yeah. huge and that Saves a lot of time, saves a lot of uh, dollars that the veterans don't have to spend now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, with the schools, we can't accept their GI funding and all of that funding that's out there from the military to help them uh, transition into the civilian world and into becoming uh, an aircraft technician for a major airliner or for a company um, working on their airplanes and maintaining the safety of those airplanes. And for a lot of those gentlemen and women, both, they... Um, create such a leadership presence in that area where leadership is desperately needed. And, and if I, once upon a time, um, uh, after an accident, I went to uh, GT Technical School. I learned to take computers apart and put them back together. This is back in 81 or 82. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to school to learn them, but I went to school to be, to be more as a, not as a technician, but as a sales and marketing person in that world, right. now someone that competes your program, I bet there's a whole career world that's waiting for them in your there, field. There are so many different branches that come out of this for uh, folks that graduate our program, whether it's actually turning the wrench on an airplane or a helicopter, whether it's um, leading the sales and marketing efforts, selling parts, troubleshooting, buying parts. buying parts, working for vendors. There's just so many different career paths. And then the skills that they learn in the program, which we'll talk about in a little bit, are sure. very yep. transferable, yep. right? Yep. Everything from learning to work on engines, airframe, metal, composites, all those different things that make up the pieces of an airplane. And there's not much room for uh, error in uh, your world, is there? Pretty much zero. Yeah, Oof. yeah, pretty much zero. It's a very tight um, tight window for that. Uh, wow, wow. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit prone to mistakes. I don't know about you, Gino. I don't know if I... If I want to trust me working on a on a jet plane that I might fly on myself, I, I know they'll kick your butt right out of the hangar if they find a vice grip in your toolbox. Yeah, much absolutely. I, how much absolutely. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. not a, not a preferred tool. Cannot mess around with the planes. <laughs> no. no. Talk no, about a high pressure no marks. environment. No marks. Yeah. No, no, no damage. Marks. Wow. No. And and I would so I would think that the training that a veteran 
has in their exactness uh, of training really lends itself to to becoming someone involved in your industry where exactness and training and repetitive skills are, are so necessary and so in demand. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, that's training that is provided in the military for the veterans. Um, when they come out, they have a skill set like none other, right? And it transitions well into this field. Um, the skills of organization, the skills of timeliness, the skills of meticulousness all work into that, becoming a really good technician. Um, and, and the window is really opening not just for men, but women now in this industry. Our school, very proud to say that we have 15% of our population are now women. Wow, uh, terrific. Females getting involved in aviation. Nice, nice. And and really breaking that barrier. Now, were these women uh, uh, that were uh, involved in the Air Force or aviation beforehand, or are they just kind of coming in and learning from scratch? It's a little bit of both. We have some that have some military uh, veteran type experience, yep. and then we have some women that are getting in because their dad or their um, brother or their cousin were a pilot in the military, or they were a maintenance technician in the military, and they have an interest in aviation. So, young ladies, I'm sure, veterans or not, I'm sure would be very welcome, and with a little bit of mechanical experience, uh, absolutely, not even experience, yeah. but knowledge and acumen, yeah, uh, aptitude, yeah, yeah, an aptitude for it. Uh, uh, are there some tests that you provide to see we, if people are right? For we the really don't need to test people. We we feel that our program is robust enough that we can take somebody even with zero mechanical ability, and and if they want to go in this path and have a passion for it, we can foster that passion and turn them out to be a, a quality technician. Boy, and and I I think you already mentioned that the GI Bill, uh, you're able to accept uh, GI Bill payments, and the veterans would. Would would assume all the benefits relative to that program. One hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, oh boy, that's uh, that's for the for those of you out of Massachusetts uh, that are listening to this. Uh, uh, the the folks here in Massachusetts are very blessed uh, to not only uh, receive their GI Bill for the tuition, but I think it's maybe four or five thousand dollars a month as a living stipend. Right. While you're going to school and learning, so uh, we, we and and there are other states that have similar programs uh, and and dollars associated with going back to school, but because of the high cost of living here in Massachusetts, it's among the highest. Uh, and and, uh, and we country. do we do consider ourselves a destination program. We have housing available for folks who want to come in from out of state. Very nice. Uh, we partner up with Bridgewater State University, and there's housing there right just about 30 minutes from our Plymouth facility. Um, and so it works out really well. Um, we have the program is designed that you can move on and get your college degree and uh, work towards an associate degree and eventually a bachelor's degree in partnership with some of the other schools in the area. So it's it's there's a full breadth of um, really getting yourself oriented back into the civilian world and having the credentials to move on to a really profitable career. But, you know, when I was at ITT Tech, we had a two-year associate's degree program and with that associate's degree, all our graduates were armed with the basic technology that they could go out 
and then the companies would then pay them to learn more. That's exactly true. And, and that's, once, that's what's happening now. And yeah. once you learn more, you get paid more. You get more. more, right, yeah. And how much of it, Mike, is uh, on the job training once you, once you get your foot in the door? Yeah, quite a bit of it. I mean, we do a lot of the basic foundational stuff, and we get them. I always say we have them ready to go to work, right? That's kind of our motto is ready to work. They graduate our program with, with some acumen and some skills and some knowledge and a toolbox, and they're ready to kind of walk in the door and work for any of these companies. Uh, and the starting salaries are, are very promising in this world today. We're looking at jobs that start at sixty six to 70000 a year, um, with the average five-year income, income being about one hundred to 125000 And And, and a, a tremendous future. Yes, yeah. And the, the goal right now is to hire 630,000 technicians over the next 30 years. Wow. Uh, we're right on the heels of what was the pilot crisis where they didn't have enough pilots. Now it's not enough technicians to work on the airplanes. And to blow up balloons. They're going to need a lot of people to blow up A lot balloons. of balloons, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. We had uh, the triplets on uh, from Marshfield a while ago, and uh, there's uh, three triplets uh, that are graduating from uh, Marshfield High School this year. All three of them joined the Marine Corps. Oh, there you go. What, yeah. One is in the reserves, one is in the infantry, but the other one's going to shoot down balloons. Oh, wow. He's doing ordnance yeah. uh, in the jets. So, I'm, you know, there's so many moving pieces. I mean, the, the amount of... Can you ever stop going to school? No, I, I think that's no. a lifelong. I mean, I, I'm still learning stuff today, you know. Because it keeps uh, changing. New, new technology comes out. Changing. Things keep changing. You know, Boeing and Airbus keep producing new airplanes along with all the other small guys, too. So they constantly need people. And we're constantly evolving our technology at the school um, using things like augmented reality and virtual reality training and things like that to be on the cutting edge of what we're training our future technicians to use so that when they get out in the field, they're not surprised by any of the new technology. Very nice, very nice. Well, at this point in time, George, why don't we uh, take a second break here? Uh, we're going to come back with this great conversation with Mike Sasso from uh, Cape Cod Community College. Uh, boy, I wish I was young enough to go back to school. Could you uh, paint a very nice picture? Well, it's, uh, you know, right now I have students from 18 all the way up. My oldest student is 63 years old. Oh. So there you go. Well, You're not, my, too, my not wife, too late yet. My wife went to that school in yeah. her late 50s. Yeah. She graduated uh, Kuma Sumlad. And my daughter is enrolled there now, and there's a lot going on. That's a good school. There's a real lot of things going on there. And, and a lot of programs. And, and you're, in, you're in Plymouth, Mike. We, we haven't mentioned uh, Cape Cod Community College. Your branch happens to be at... Cordage Park. Uh, my, well, mine actually is in Plymouth at the airport. At the, at the airport. Plymouth yeah. Municipal Airport. But there is a there is a branch, obviously, in Hyannis is the main campus. Yep. There's also an adult education center in Hyannis. There's a funeral services program in Bridgewater State. Um, there's lots going on and lots of programs, as you mentioned, you know, for military folks, even non-aviation programs like dental and nursing yep. and funeral services and things like mm, that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Great, Mike. Great. All right. Uh, why don't we uh, take this break and... Uh, we're going to come back. We have someone calling in that wants to wants to uh, surface and uh, 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 say a couple of words. So take us away, George. We'll be back after these messages. Thanks, George. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Grasso, the host of Veterans Voice Radio here, talking to Mike Sasso from Cape Cod Community College. Uh, we're uh, talking about his program down there, uh, uh, his AMT is uh, airplane, airplane aviation maintenance. 
<laughs> oh, for, oh, oh, I didn't even get the first you, word you, right. You work, you work around it. Uh-oh, <laughs> Wolfie's catching up. Uh, Wolfie's uh, <laughs> uh, passing on to me here. But uh, on the line, we have one of our uh, uh, great buddies, uh, Justin Latini. Uh, uh, Justin, are you out there, buddy? Hey, Greg, how you doing tonight? And Mike, thanks for coming on tonight and sharing uh, your uh, your worldly experience for uh, veterans who may uh, be interested in, in the program. Thank you. You know, Justin, from you going under the water to Mike going uh, above the sea, uh, uh, you, you know, above the year, we get uh, both ends of the uh, planet covered, I think. I guess so. We do. We, uh, you know, uh, at least, uh, you know, they can see what's going on. We had a, we didn't have that kind of look. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, uh, what do you think of the careers that Mike's talking about, Justin? You know, I think it's great. I think that, uh, like, you know, when I got out, there was nobody uh, really pushing uh, the veterans to go to local uh, colleges. Obviously, with the temperament of the uh, country at the time, uh, we weren't very welcomed on campus. But uh, I think that this is a great opportunity for those veterans uh, who may have been out for a while uh, and maybe, you know, looking now to change uh, their careers. And uh, this was a great opportunity for uh, to, especially locally, you know, in a smaller school, I know the big universities can be intimidating sometimes when you walk on a large campus, and uh, I think it's great that some of the smaller campuses are allowing uh, veterans to be able to go and find a new career for themselves. And, Mike, you mentioned that your training is right, at, right on the airport. That's correct, yeah. We're right on the Plymouth Airport. It's a Class two type airport, not a high-security-type airport, but, um, you know, we, we keep it pretty tight. Very nice. Very, yeah. very, very nice. Have you been down there, Justin? Yeah, actually, I... Um, <laughs> In my other life, I actually uh, had a uh, Huey pick me up there. Uh, we were doing some aerial photography uh, across the state, and uh, they flew up from the base on the Cape and picked me up in Plymouth. So it was kind of a nice little uh, pick up there, and uh, they, we took off from there. Well, and, and, and it takes some pretty sharp technicians, uh, Justin, to keep those things flying, doesn't it? Oh, you know, you, you yeah, like you like Eugene said, you cannot be using a uh, pair of vice grips. <laughs> I don't want anybody tightening any pair of vice grips. It's like we used to tell the guys in the uh, shipyards when they're welding, don't weld on Friday because I know you want to get out of here. So, you know, where do you come back on Monday to fill that hole? So yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it, it it's quite a program uh, that they have, Justin, and it's uh, you know, if, if kids are thinking about uh, uh, what to do, veterans, uh, non-veterans. Children yeah, yeah. of veterans, even you yeah. know, children, children of mechanics. Yep. You, you know, you and, and maybe you saw your your father or your uncle working uh, in the in the local garage, really kind of slaving a little bit. Uh, you know, making not much more than than you know, getting by money. You know, now we're talking about sixty, seventy thousand dollars just in five years, over a hundred grand. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, for those who aren't looking to go to the college four-year route or, or eight-year route, uh, I, I think this is the type of thing that uh, will fit the billet for a lot of lot of folks. And the other thing, if I can add in, Gino here, if I could add in, uh, unlike many of the things that people want to stick, this is not liberal, liberal arts. This is something that is going to continue to move forward, and no matter how much the technology changes, it's not all of a sudden going to be a phasing out of aircraft. No, so this no, is no. something that if you take this kind of education, this type of technical training, you are going forward. This is a life path. And, 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 yeah, and, absolutely. And, Mike, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure your curriculum teaches the kids to learn. Yeah. Not only teaches them a thing, but teaches them how to learn that thing. Well, we, uh, we start at the very basics. We start foundationally. 
Um, we Again, we don't uh, take for granted what education somebody has. We start at the very beginning, and we go through a two-year program, and they work their way up through it. Um, it starts out more in the classroom, a little less in the shop, but then it ends up being almost 50% hands-on. They're literally touching every part of the airplane. They're learning how to uh, take apart and put back together every part of the airplane in the safest and most professional manner. Uh, make sure they take care of all the documentation, the paperwork, everything that goes with that. So they learn it everything from... Documentation you know, is a big part of it's airplanes, huh? is yeah. it not? Yeah, it's huge. Maintaining a logbook, maintaining a record of what you did, making sure the next guy knows what you did on the on the last job, right? Huge. So that's huge. And, of course, you know, if anything was to, God forbid, happen, um, you know, the, the FAA has a track of who did what, when, and where, and who put that part on, and where did that part come from, and... Um, you know, what were the qualifications of that person that put on that part? So it's all of that encompassing. So the students learn all of that from start to finish. So they're, I feel like they're very well prepared, uh, not only just to take the certification exams, but to get out there and actually do the job and do the work. Our program um, is probably one of the leading programs in the country um, from a very small place in Cape Cod. Right? Very, so, very yeah. nice. Justin, what do you think of that training program? Uh, your submarines must have gone through some pretty extensive training. Yeah, just a bit, huh? Yeah. But, uh, I yeah. just want to follow up before I, I go. Uh, is that uh, you know this is a this is something that you can take anywhere in the country. Uh, oh, these are you know yeah. you can airports all over in the world, but all over the uh, the United States, you, there's small airports, there's large airports. So you know this isn't something you so specialized that you know you've got to stay in the New England region or uh, a different region. You can you know transfer this over to uh, anywhere in the United States and beyond. So. I'm glad that uh, Mike's on tonight and he's sharing this, and I hope there's a lot of veterans out there. Like you said, maybe their kids, maybe their grandkids uh, can, uh, you know, get some information and uh, and use wisely. So I appreciate being on tonight, and I'll see you guys next week, Greg. Thanks. Sounds great, Justin. Be uh, safe. Thank th you. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Justin. Drive, drive safe, and, uh, yep, we'll see you next week as we kick off uh, Vietnam Veterans Month. Take care, Justin. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Thanks, Mike. All bye-bye. That was uh, Justin Latini, uh, Vietnam veteran, president of the local Vietnam Veterans of America uh, district, and uh, is uh, out uh, helping some, with some family stuff. But he took the time to call in just, uh, uh, just, to, just to reinforce how important we think this, uh, this career path is, Mike. Uh, uh, it's just amazing. Uh, the amount of jobs, 600,000, you said? That yeah, a little, little over 630,000 jobs in the technician ranks uh, for the next 30 years. Wow. Um, so it's a high demand uh, all over the country, all over the world, both, uh, you know, U.S.-based, international. Um, it's just unbelievable what's going on there right now. And the opportunities, every one of my students, uh, when they graduate the program, have at least five to ten opportunities they're looking at. Wow, um, wow. And it's like being in the NFL and being a draft pick. They get to pick their city the color of their uniform and how much they want to make, right? Oh. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of a nice piece to Do have. Do you know, I think we're, we're just a little bit on the late... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, on the back nine, you know? <laughs> going over the recent past, and by recent I mean 60-some years, and I'm thinking I might have done some things maybe the wrong way. Could have maybe, you know, I don't know. You know, they say could have been a champion. Could have been a, a contender. You know, they, they say it's not where you start, it's where you end, but That's damn it, right. I'm getting close to the end. I don't see me fixing any planes. No, unfortunately me neither. Uh, but boy, that it it's such a great transformation from the veterans community that 
you know, their their rifle and their 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 weapons are, are so important, and they need to know them intimately and fix them in the dark and underwater and upside down. And we and treat airplanes the same way. Exactly sure you do. the same. Yeah. Sure you do. Yeah. You have to. Uh, yeah, I was. And, and it leads them to other uh, ca- uh, capable, you know, you're talking about this leads them not just from aviation, but I have a lot of aviation technicians that later on move into marine technology, um, unmanned vehicle technology, the new electric technology Ooh, and hybrid robotics. technology, robotics, all of those things that we talk about the future generations needing and all of the trades and skills. Um, Look learn- at the drones that are, that are now in warfare. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. uh, and they maybe they're going to have airplane regular commercial airplanes it's, it's heading that direction right one yeah. pilot airplanes and uh, yeah. unma- unmanned aircraft and yeah. vertical takeoff and lift and all of those Cookie. things yeah, yeah. amazing yeah. and you guys are all all right, right in step with that yeah and and the program also touches on a lot of individual skills that are transferable out into the world so part of the program is learning the basics of how to work with things like sheet metal and hydraulics and electricity and pneumatics and composite material. So all of those trades um, really lend themselves to if somebody finds a passion, maybe it's not in airplanes, but maybe it's in sheet metal. Maybe it's in composite work in marine world or other things. Um, I've seen students go in other places. Could be rocketry. Could be race cars. Could be. We've had students even graduate and go to work for Disney and Universal working on roller coasters and safety items like elevators and escalators and things like that. Of the mechanical training, yeah, and, and their then, ability to learn a new technology, and, and their ability to read blueprints and manuals oh, and troubleshoot, and so all of that's so valuable right now. So you really start not—you're not just teaching them how to do something; you're teaching them how to think through the through the task as well and troubleshoot right. and. A lot of, lot of skill sets involved. How to, how to work with different materials and how to be um, handy in all areas as well, you know. And um, computer literate? Computer literate. There's some IT in there. There's some cybersecurity in there. There's all kinds of different things. Ma- manuals, a lot of repair manuals. Absolutely. On, Every, everything's done by now. the manuals, yeah. Yeah, on, online. Yep. With the tablet or some mm-hmm. sort of a secure uh, environment. Absolutely. So now there's going to be IT people that understand the the airplane to translate it to that platform. Yep. Yeah. And they take that out into the world working for big manufacturers where they have the IT knowledge. They pair that with the knowledge of airplanes or how the airplane works. And they put that together and go to work for a, a manufacturer building an aircraft or aircraft systems that talk and communicate uh, through the airplane. We're starting a, an avionics program in the fall, which is basically aviation electronics, dealing with all of the high-end navigation systems and radios and GPS, GPS and, and tra- traffic avoidance that's, systems, wow, wow. weather radar, all those things. Wow, right? that's... Uh Boy, that avionics is a is a whole other little uh, mm-hmm. no, little. Mm. For, for, forget Massive. the little pie. Yeah. Uh, with the number of chips, if there's three thousand computer chips in an automobile, there's going to be three hundred thousand in an airplane. For correct. God's sakes. Yeah, correct. May, maybe maybe more. So. Uh, well, you know, just look at a cockpit, and you see. Can you possibly imagine? What? How do you even know that many switches and? I've been in there. I look at them. There's like hundreds of them. They're on the ceiling. They're on the walls. 
I, I want to just go in there and start switching them to see oh, if I get in trouble. See what to know what happens. You yeah. think about just to see that there's that many in that cockpit. But you know that that, te- that technology translates into everything today. Whether it's a boat, uh, my my ex father in law had a John Deere tractor that looks like a the cockpit of an airplane. Really? Yeah. 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 It's amazing. It's all glass cockpit. It's all touch screen. It's, GPS. Wow. So we yeah. use. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. So it's just amazing where the technology can take you and the career paths it can take you on. Up in and above air, airplanes, right? In and above helicopters and aviation. Um, there's just so many technological paths it can go. Wow, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, Michael. Well, we uh, time for our last break here. George, why don't you take us away? Uh, we'll come back after these messages uh, to learn some more about uh, Cape Cod Community College uh, and uh, how to apply and how to get started with the application process. Uh Uh, George, take it away, kid. We'll be back after these messages. Greg Grasso. Thanks, George. Greg Grasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio here. Uh, Oh, boy, we could go on for another couple hours talking about uh, the great aviation program that Cape Cod Community College uh, has to offer, uh, soon to include avionics, the electronics of, of... of flying, so now you've got the power plant. Is that what you describe? Your, your we do work? the we do everything: the airframe, the power plant. Uh, you know, those are the two main certifications for your FAA um, uh, opportunity to work on the airplanes, right? Um, but then we have the avionics portion now that we're adding, which brings another certification to the the fold. How valuable would it be to a pilot, to a potential pilot, to take advantage of your course? You know, I, uh, I'll, I'll hearken to my son who's 19 years old and he's flying right now. And the first thing he told me after flying was, I'd love to know how this thing works a little bit more. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get a lot of a lot of folks who are pilots or uh, half of our instructors are aircraft owners and they fly. Um, and so we get a lot of pilots who take an interest in the airplane at a deeper level. When you're flying, you know, you want to know when that oil light comes on, why is it coming on and yes. what do I need to do? And is this serious, serious enough for me to really think about you know, what's going to happen next. Well, talk so. about a mission-critical application. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Steve Jobs talked about that years ago uh, at the beginning of the uh, computer industry, and yeah. and uh, he said the computers were going not going to be important until they were involved in mission-critical applications. Mm-hmm. How many computers does it take to fly an airplane? Quite a few these Holy days. Holy Not God. to mention it you takes know, one to fix them, too. Wow, so you've yeah. got to be able to troubleshoot and find out and repair and... Mm-hmm. And and go backwards from that light on the on yeah. the dashboard. Yeah, what's putting that light on, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a little different than your check engine light on your car, right? Oh, oh. Yeah, boy, that flips me out. I can't imagine as a pilot up five or ten thousand feet and the light oh, starts flashing. Yeah. yeah, think about it at a commercial level at thirty or forty thousand feet. Now, with fi- right? with two or three hundred uh, lives yeah. in, back, in yeah. back. Yeah, you hear something rattling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that sound? Nothing. Turn up the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But now, Mike, how would someone get started? Would they go to your website? Would they? What's What's the first step uh, for anybody out there that's listening? So uh, t- typically, you know, our website's a great place to start: CapeCod.edu/aviation. Um, there's a you can get on there and see all the information on the program. The, we we usually uh, invite you to come out for a tour. You can do that either virtually or you can come out and actually see all the equipment. Really, and the way to go is to see it. Oh I mean, yeah, if yeah. you're at all serious, folks, you got to smell the oil. Oh, yeah. you got to smell there. the jet fuel yeah, and the 
oil. Yeah, yeah. yeah check yeah. that dipstick. Get, yeah. Uh, yeah. So get, see what it's like. When you come out to the hangar, it's right on the airport. We have three hangars full of equipment. Uh, we have nine different airplanes. All of them are operational. Wow. We have three fully functioning jets. Um, one of them donated by the Coast Guard uh, via MIT. Um, cool. So plus we have three single engine airplanes plus two twin engines donated by Cape Air, um, a, a Robinson R twenty two helicopter, all of the power plant that you can think of. Cape engines. Air, friends of yours. Cape Air is a integral in how we started this program. Is it? Right? How yeah. so? Uh, our president visited Cape Air on a on a visit when he first took over the college and met with uh, at the time Dan Wolf at uh, Cape Air and asked him, you know, what's the biggest challenge you have. And he said, it's right out here. We have no technicians to work on these things, and how can we fix that? And from that point that this program was born, um, this program was birthed out from that. And uh, through FAA certification and the process of getting it up and running, uh, we started to produce technicians for not only Cape Air, but for the rest of the world. And thus, he reverse engineered your program. There you go. Yeah. And, and, what a, and, and, and what a way to, to design something for, for something that isn't there. Yeah. And fill the need. Yeah. You know, you're not out there schlepping around now trying to find homes for your graduates. That's correct. Yeah. And and our graduates, um, like I said, we we uh, we have a 90% success rate on our program. 90%? Yeah. 85% of those folks get certificated. And uh, they, they all, you know, I tell them you get a job because you want one, right? Because there's, there's so many of them available. And you have point. career placement? <laughs> we do have career placement. Uh, we have student services of all kinds. So uh, even students that have... Uh, trouble getting through the program or maybe some learning disabilities, we work with them. Uh, we have a full counseling center through the college that help students. Um, we also make sure that no student goes hungry. And there's so many careers in this industry. Yes. H- how about someone with maybe, boy, uh, how about physical limitations? You need to be somewhat somewhat it, it depends uh, it depends on where you go i mean if yeah. you're going to go work the life flight line in commercial aviation it's going to be a little tougher when you have some physical limitations but there's plenty of places plenty of shops plenty of small airports that will take somebody a, a, a wounded veteran a wounded warrior that kind of thing and it might be in, a, in an associated um, uh, field field yep yeah. exactly but once you know those basics right now you take them and sell yourself to Boy, whoever it is, yeah. The whoever I mean, there's it is. there's bench work, there's physical, you know, climbing on the airplanes. There's all different facets. Um, I did want to mention that you know none of our students go hungry. We bring groceries in for our students every two weeks from the food pantry. Uh, you were talking about the food drive that you guys are going to have yep. out here. Uh, we make sure that our students are. All the objections to learning are taken care of, right? We make Great. sure that we can overcome all of those outside distractions. Huge. To make sure they can focus on their program. Huge. Let them, let, let yeah. them focus. Not, nothing worse than having a, a, a problem belly. in the back yeah. of your mind that you're trying to focus. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You, you know. So we uh, work with them on part-time employment. We work with them on um, not just job placement after the program, but while they're in the program. A lot of my students are already working at Cape Air part-time or working at the local airports. Can they go airports. to school uh, and work at the same time? Yeah, so that was one of the changes we made about two years ago when I came aboard. We uh, we changed to a program that was a little more part-time. Uh, they used to go to school eight to ten hours a day. Now they go to school five to six hours a day. And a lot of them are now taking externships or internships with the local airlines lines, the local uh, airports, Beautiful. so they're getting hands-on experience while they're in the program and, and, and the, learning bosses, while they're doing their it. Their potential new bosses maybe could, could uh, uh, getting to meet them a yeah, little bit. It's kind of a try it before you buy it kind of thing, right, for both. Right? Oh, that was yeah. a big thing when we were at uh, ITT Tech. We just kept on feeding them, feeding yeah. those graduates out yeah. into the, uh, uh, in the, and even while they weren't, before they graduated. Mm-hmm. 
You know, because we taught the basics, and you you folks are teaching the basics. Yeah. And you're teaching them how to think. Well, we're teaching them not only to be good technicians, but also good employees. Um, we're working with them on some of the side skills, um, you know, how to interview properly, how to fill in an application, how to be a good employee. We have attendance standards, and they wear a uniform, and all of those things that make to, to, for good company culture. And that's, but but from a veteran standpoint, that's standard operating procedure for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're they valued. Did, if yeah. they didn't have a, a a, a uniform, what am I going to wear today? <laughs> they would fit right in. Yeah, right? yeah. It, exactly. Yeah. But uh, it also, re- you know, makes everybody feel the same, I'm sure, in your in your program. Yeah, well, I mean, we, uh, you know, I have a former football coach on my staff as a, as a hanger manager, and he always says, uh, look sharp, be sharp, play sharp, right? Yeah. So there it is. You know, we, we do that all, all the time. And they have to think sharp. Yep, all the time. Think sharp. Once again, Mike, how would they start the process of getting involved with you? So they come to the website, they can come out and take a tour. Right, and if they take that tour, uh, we work with them. We show them all of what the potential is and how to afford the program and and how to get started. We start twice a year. We start in uh, September and we start in January. So uh, you know we want to get them in for that semester. Um, we have day classes and evening classes. How about high school graduates? Uh, Absolutely, th- yeah. they'd be able to come in in uh, in in September with no problem. Absolutely, and we're also starting a new high school pathways program for juniors and seniors in high school if they want to start earlier and get started while they're in high school. Oh wow! They can start on that as well. I started um, that at IT Tech. Yeah. We had, we offered two free classes for high school seniors. Yeah, and it, and it got started. It gave them almost their first semester of credits. Even before they came to school. Yeah, we're doing two full modules, which was what we call their general modules. Yeah. And we do that yeah. in their junior and senior year. Yeah. And so they can they can almost cut out an entire year of college. Oh. That gets a jump on um, paychecks. gets a jump on oh. paychecks, right. You got it. Yep. Jump on paychecks. <laughs> cuts down your expenditure. Absolutely. Yep. I, I mean, there's nothing to lose in that, in that scenario. No. No. And I was a product of a high school program in New York, uh, graduated from a high school program, so I got an early start in aviation through a high school program. So I'm a big proponent of getting the kids started uh, in there as early as I can in high school and actually planting that seed way down in the early years because they're, they're flooded with opportunities right now with STEM and what they're going to do, yeah. and we want to be one of those options, right? And the kids are getting brighter or younger. Absolutely. Uh, I was a, a, a first robotics uh Participant with uh, NITT Tech and uh, saw the brilliance of these kids and the and the and, teamwork that they learn. And, and these are some of the other programs they can take advantage of at uh, Cape Cod Community College between advanced manufacturing and robotics and and moving into engineering. They can really leverage this career path into a lot of different areas. Well, Michael, I, I'm, unfortunately, the clock on the wall <laughs> says uh, that uh, we've uh, we've we've covered almost as much as we can tonight, but. Uh, uh, this isn't the. This is the beginning of a. Uh, I think we're getting. Re- we're taxiing right now. We're taxiing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just. We've just, we've just taxied out of the gate. Down the runway of life here, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know we'd like to have you back on. Bring a couple of your students. Talk about maybe we'll have somebody from Virginia State come in. Yeah. Uh, talk about transferring of credits and, I mean, this whole avionics career path is something that we should continue on discussing here. For years to come, because it's not going to get any smaller. Nope, it sure isn't. It's Thank not going to get any smaller. Thank you guys for having me tonight. Oh, boy. Pleasure. You, you, uh, you, you, you make us look good. Thank <laughs> you very much. But, uh, Flight crew, prepare for cross-check. <laughs> <laughs> at, this, at this point in time, uh, our friend Chuck uh, is out there uh, uh, resting up and, and on his vacation. Uh, uh, but uh, he'd be yelling at you veterans out there because, uh, once again, we're losing too many of you. Don't you know how much you loved? 
don't know, you know how important you are to us? You see what we're doing, bringing in guys like Mike that want to help you, that want to provide for you and your family, not to scrape by, but to really get by. So look look to, to reach out a little bit, uh, give your family a hug tonight, and uh, think about what you're going gonna do, and maybe Mike had some uh, some some areas here. If you get out of the service years ago, come on back. Think about coming back to school and becoming all that you can be once again. And if you think you're having some bad thoughts, 988 at the prompt press one, you'll get immediate help from some great great veterans out there that are dedicated to you. So folks, take care. Be well, and next week we begin the the advent of Vietnam Veterans Month here on Veterans Voice. Good night, everybody. Take care. <laughs>